Hey guys, just wanted to give you a quick word from our sponsor at Anchor FM. Uh, if you are like me and you want to get into podcasting, whether it be for MMA, sports, whatever you want to do, you can actually get started for free on the Anchor website, or you can download the app on iTunes or Android, uh, and you can actually record and post and monetize your podcast all from your phone, all from your computer, all from your laptop, whatever the heck you are using, you can use Anchor FM in order to make a podcast. It's real simple. All you got to do is go on the website and they map it out for you in terms of, you know, what's your podcast about, uh, where you want to upload your podcast. They make it super simple. It's what I'm using. Uh, so you should use it too. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And you can be just like me, a really not so popular podcaster. But maybe you will be popular. Who knows? You won't know unless you go on Anchor FM and sign up. Warning, the language in this podcast may only be suitable for adult audiences. So viewer discretion is advised. episode of the show here uh ben askren and jake paul that fight is gaining some serious traction it's right around the corner right now it's the ninth at 11 so the fight will be happening in eight days from now um well the exhibition it's not a fight uh, but jake paul seems to uh think that this is going to be a fight uh, and all of his fans i don't know why uh, I just want to clear some common misconceptions here. Jake Paul is not a pro boxer. He has a professional record, but he's not a pro boxer. And the reason I say that is because he isn't an amateur boxer. In order to become a pro boxer, you need to first be an amateur boxer. And he was never an amateur boxer. The only reason he is a pro boxer is because they're making boxing money. Which is, I mean, that's just the reality of, of what boxing is right now. You will draw more heads putting Jake Paul on a card than you will putting Andy Ruiz on a card. And I might be wrong on that um, because Andy Ruiz is a good boxer. I hope I'm wrong on that, but I don't believe I am. I believe Jake Paul is a bigger draw than most boxers these days, uh, which, I mean, that's just the reality. But he's not a professional boxer, and a lot of people think he is, but he's not. His two pro fights were against Deji, who's KSI's brother, who's not a professional fighter uh, by any means. No offense to Deji. You know, props to him for getting in there. You know, I'll never talk shit on somebody's courage to get in the ring if they actually did it. He did it. You know, he he showed up. Um but with that being said, he's not a professional boxer. He's he's just not. Anison Gibb, personally, I don't know who that is. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's part of the, uh, like the whole uh, the whole UK YouTuber scene. Um, but yeah, I don't think uh, I, I know he actually had a, an, an amateur record. Um, I think maybe he 
would be the I mean, even that that being said, I think his amateur record was only like nine and two or something like that. If I if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't like this amazing uh run by any means that most boxers have to go on uh to get to the professional level. Most boxers have to go through the Olympics. Uh they have to go through hundreds of amateur fights, uh hundreds of exhibitions, hundreds of of, of rounds of sparring, all starting when they're young age or it's just Jake Paul is not doing that. He he just started boxing. Props to him. He's he's got hands. Uh, definitely taking this training seriously. I commend him for that. Absolutely. But to think that he is a pro boxer is a little bit of a stretch. Uh, actually, not a little bit. It's a very big stretch. Uh, until he beats an actual pro boxer, to me, he's not a pro boxer. And to a lot of people, he shouldn't be either. Um, celebrity boxing. It's just not. It's not professional boxing. So for all you people saying that Jake is a professional boxer, please stop saying that stupid shit. Uh, do yourself a favor, or else you're gonna have me talking shit on you on Instagram. Um, I mean, if you're down with that, if that's your thing, cool. Um, I know a lot of people don't like when uh, when when they look stupid. So I suggest that you 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 refrain from saying that dumb shit. Uh, I mean, Ben Askren's not a pro boxer either. I mean, so, I mean, if anybody's saying that Ben Askren is a professional boxer, they're also wrong. Uh, he's a wrestler. Uh, he's an MMA fighter. He's not a boxer. He's probably the worst striker in the in the UFC, which is why the only reason why Jake Paul fought him, uh, the only reason that he fought him is because he knows he he's not a good striker. If he was, excuse me, if he was a good striker, they wouldn't fight. And that's just how it is. So neither of them are pros. They're labeled as such, but they're not. This is an exhibition without headgear. That's that's all this is. It's going to look like a pro fight, but only in the sense of the attire and the equipment that they use and the weigh-ins and the press conference and the coverage that they're getting. That's the only thing that makes this fight a professional boxing fight. So anybody trying to say that Jake or Ben is a professional boxer, you're wrong. You're just wrong. Uh, this isn't boxing versus MMA. This this isn't a, a pro boxer versus pro boxer. This is an exhibition. This is just fun. Everybody's taking this fight really seriously, but it it's not a serious fight. It, it's not. The only, I mean, the only reason that a lot of people are tuning in is because they want to see uh, Jake Paul get his ass beat. And he needs his ass whooped, to be quite frank, because I see him sparring these guys who have no business being in the ring uh, with him, who give him every clue to stop. Like, there was this one video that this uh, this one YouTuber that I watch, uh, he broke down a video of this YouTuber going to Jake Paul's house and sparring with him. And he was just getting beat up by Jake Paul. He's just getting his ass whooped. He's just getting clocked. It wasn't even a fight, and at no point did the the quote-unquote professionals slash people from Jake's team overseeing this fight step in and say, nah, you know, we shouldn't let this kid take a beating any longer. They were like, nah, keep beating his ass. Keep going. That's what they kept telling him. Uh, so, you know, Jake Paul needs his ass whooped. And in all honesty, I hate to say it, but he's a genius because he keeps picking on these people that have no business being in the ring. 
Uh, and now he picked on an MMA fighter who has competitive experience, who is an NCAA champion, uh, but he can't strike. Uh, so, of course, he picked him. He didn't pick Michael Bisping. He didn't pick anybody else. He picked the guy that can't strike. Now, the debate between whether or not Ben Askren is going to whoop his ass or Jake Paul is going to win, that's a whole different story. I don't know. I, I really don't know who's going to win. I, I, I don't know. I don't think Jake is that good uh, to knock out Ben Askren. Could be wrong. I don't think Ben has the power to finish Jake. Uh but we'll see, man. Now let's put our betting caps on for a minute. All right. If you're going to pick a winner between this fight, you need to ask yourself a couple questions. Okay. Jake Paul chose to, to fight Ben Askren for a reason. And I believe that reason is because he thinks he can't strike. And he thinks that he's not a threat, which is true. He's not a striker. However, ask yourself this. Did Ben Askren, over the course of the last five months, which is the amount of time he's been training, who is a world-class competitor, a former Olympian, former Bellator champion, 4-1 champion, almost got a UFC title shot if he didn't get kneed in the face by Jorge Masvidal. Um, You know, God rest Ben's soul on that fight. If that never happened, Ben would have gotten a UFC title fight. So this is a world-class combat sports athlete who went to wrestling and then went into MMA and didn't get knocked out, took these shots from world-class competitors and didn't get knocked out. So you need to ask yourself, does Jake Paul have the power to knock out Ben Askren in bigger gloves in boxing when Ben Askren... and, and and Ben Askren's been training for five, six months and striking specifically. A world-class competitor got five months to focus down the line in one practice. So can Jake Paul knock out a guy who is a world-class competitor who has solely put time and effort into boxing? And that's it. Has Ben gotten that much better? Is it is he good enough now to where he could stand with a guy like Jake Paul? I would say yeah. That's my guess. But you need to ask yourself these questions. Why did Jake Paul choose Ben? Probably because he thinks he's a can. So the, another question you need to ask is, is Ben Askren a can? Did he pick did Jake Paul pick the wrong fight? If you're going to Put money on this fight. You need to answer those questions first, uh, because that's all this re- this is really interesting for is just to make money off of. This doesn't do anything for the sport of boxing or the UFC because it's not boxing versus UFC. It's not boxing versus MMA. Dana White is betting on this fight. Why? Because it's fun and he has money to do that, and that's what the rest of the people are doing. That's all this is. So to think that it is anything bigger than that is asinine. Guys, let me tell you something. I've never been into jujitsu, like watching it. I'm into training jujitsu, but I've never been into watching uh, grappling tournaments, grappling events, unless it's submission underground sometimes because I love Chael Sonnen. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge dick rider for Chael Sonnen. Uh, so I, I, I usually will sometimes watch his events if I can, but, uh, I gotta tell you, man, Craig Jones 
Craig Jones is an interesting guy. Uh, not only is he one of the best grapplers out there, he's probably one of the best personalities in combat sports, in my opinion. Uh, just because there's not really that many personalities. And the reason why I bring up Craig Jones is because I think people should learn from that. I, and I know that he's not an MMA fighter, but he's making me interested in something that I don't normally watch. He's got this grappling event coming up with Gabby Garcia, who is a 300, no, 290, 260. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought she was 300 pounds for some reason. But she she's like 260 or something. like. She's a big, big girl. Um, massive, strong, really good jiu-jitsu. Um, and, and I'm just interested in seeing this now strictly because of the press conference. Craig Jones came in with, in booty shorts and a bandana and asked Gabby Garcia if she could open his whiskey for him. I mean, that's just hilarious, at least to me. Uh, especially when Gabby Garcia is taking this so seriously. She's like, oh, you think that shit is funny. It's like, yeah, that is funny, Gabby. Look, the guy's kind of clowning you. Like, he's saying, like, oh, please open this bottle for me. I'm so weak and you're so strong. Like, that's funny. That's funny. Like, it's just got me, like, so interested in this in this whole jujitsu scene now where, I mean, you got also have him fighting a, not fighting, but grappling a, a, I forget what his name was, but he was like a relatively young jujitsu practitioner. And in, in Craig Jones, in order to train for this guy is going to kids classes and, and like heel hooking nine-year-olds. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just funny as hell. Uh, I don't know when this matches. It just got delayed, uh, but hopefully it's soon. I would love to watch him uh, grapple Gabby Garcia. I, I want to see how that goes because one, it's one of the only intergender um, contests out there and for combat sports. I don't think there's been a, a jujitsu match between a man and a woman going against each other. Uh, obviously, people roll and practice all the time, and and that tends to happen more frequently. But that you know that's different. That's training. This is competition. They're both saying that this is for real, and they're going to try to submit each other. Um, so it's just really interesting, uh, and, and just seeing how funny Craig Jones is. I mean, I I just subscribe to his YouTube, and and I've been watching his videos. I mean, it, he's got me interested in him. I think UFC fighters can learn from that. Um, because there's just not a lot of interesting UFC fighters out there that, that captivate an audience. They don't know how to do that. Um, and it really doesn't take much effort other than just being funny, being yourself, having fun. People want to watch other people have fun because they aren't having fun and they want to have fun. So, I mean, UFC fighters should learn something from this, right? I mean, this is a jujitsu guy. Again, I'm not interested in jujitsu in watching jujitsu. I'm interested in training jujitsu, learning jujitsu. I'm not interested in watching the competitions. I can't tell you who anybody is except for Vinny Ryan and Jones, right? Craig Jones, Gordon Ryan, and Vinny Malgohes, or whatever his name is. I, I hope I pronounced that right. Those are the only guys I know in grappling. Right? But Craig Jones has me interested now to where I might actually start watching grappling. I mean, UFC fighters need to start doing that, right? 
you want to get paid more, get more people to watch you. It's that simple. Did you guys see what I did there? Put in the goat sound for when we talk about John Bones Jones. Now, okay, there is a lot to discuss about this whole John Jones business. And I want to start by saying, unpopular opinion, John Jones is underpaid. And I know that might piss some people off, but he has only made a total from the UFC of $7 million. His record right now is 24-1, and I believe. Um, I'm actually going to look it up real quick just so I can double check. But the point is, he's been in the UFC for a while, obviously is the greatest of all time, right? I mean, there's no question. He's the best fighter of all time. He's basically undefeated. My apologies. He's 26 and one. Um, either way. I mean, he's had almost 30 fights in the UFC has been a prodigy since the moment he got in the UFC. He was a big name. We knew he was special. Um, I mean, he even, uh, he he was he was knocking out Stefan Bonner at 21. No, I'm sorry. He he took him to a decision. Uh, so he took Stefan Bonner, um, who is no joke. He's he's not a joke, especially back then. In his prime, Stefan Bonner was legit. Uh, he he made him look weak. He made him look so bad in there. And he was 20. John Jones was 21. It was his f- second UFC fight, second or third, and he just dismantled him. Anyways, he's been special ever since he's gotten to the UFC. He's, apart from the mistakes outside of the octagon, he's the best fighter. He's he's the GOAT, right? The only reason he's not the GOAT is because people will say, oh, he does cocaine, and oh, he, he, he hit a pregnant woman, um, he tested positive. All those things are true, right? All those things are true. I'm not denying that. But you would have to imagine that someone like John Jones, who is 26-1 in the UFC, undefeated other than a disqualification, right? More than half of his fights have been title fights at this point, right? He's had more title fights than regular fights in the UFC. And he's only been paid $7.5 million in total by the UFC. From what I read, that's, that's, uh, that's being underpaid, right? I mean, we we could all agree on that. Apart from the mistakes, he deserves to be paid more than that. The GOAT shouldn't be making $7.5 through 19 or so fights in the UFC, and more than half of them being title fights. Now, you can argue that John Jones isn't a draw. And before, I would say you're right. He's not that big of a draw. He's a draw. I want to watch John Jones. My friend Brandon, who's not that big of a of a, of a UFC fan, he he is he is a little bit of a UFC fan. He he would want to watch John Jones fight. He's he's a draw. He deserves more than that. He he does, and that might be painful for some of you to admit, but he is an underpaid athlete. All of the UFC fighters are underpaid, and I get that because the sport of MMA makes only a fraction of what all the other sports make, what boxing makes. And I do believe that's unfair. I think at minimum, everybody should be making six figures a year, at least 150K to 200K. If you're fighting four times a year, I think you should be paid that much. Okay. So that's just my opinion. John Jones is underpaid. All right. 
Now, whether you want to agree with that or not, you do have good arguments in telling me why he's underpaid. I get it. He was suspended. You know, he's not that reliable to the UFC. Maybe, maybe that's how they look at him now. But in my opinion, he is underpaid. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna rip John Jones now. That being said, right, holding out for fifty million dollars against Nganu, not a smart move. Uh, you're not gonna get the fight by holding out for fifty million, and I don't think John Jones is going to get fifty million. I don't think he should get fifty million by the UFC. I think he was offered eight to ten million, which is more than he's ever made in the UFC more than he's ever made right he's never conor mcgregor made five million in his last fight john jones wants to make 50 million dollars it's a little bit crazy given his track history but he deserves to eight to ten million i do think that and now i wonder why he didn't take the fight if he wants to be paid more because he is underpaid they just offered him a $10 million deal per fight. And he said no. Now, maybe John Jones is under the impression that Connor makes $50 million a fight. And that's all coming from the UFC, which is not true, right? The other part of it is coming from pay per view. So, John, if you want to make $50 million, $10 million is going to turn into $50 pretty quick if you're fighting Nganu. Because I want to see that fight. Nganu's a beast. John Jones is the GOAT. Moving up in weight to take on this terrifying figure. This nightmare of a matchup for anybody. A heavyweight who is more than 265 who has to cut to 265 to make it to his fights. Light on his feet. Lighter than anybody else in the heavyweight division on his feet. Has boxing technique. Not many heavyweights have pure boxing technique. I I would love to see John Jones go up and fight Ngannou. I think eight to ten million. I think that might be fair. Now, granted, that might be hypocritical to what I just said about how I think UFC fighters should be paid more, and I do think that because I think they make pennies compared to what um, NF the the NFL makes. You know, for example, I mean the NFL players they make. Patrick Mahomes just signed a, a half a billion dollar contract, right? Um, and he's the he's the goat in his sport technically right now. He's probably the best quarterback in the league. Um, I think it's safe to say that John Jones is the best in his sport, and he's in the last fight. I think he only made seven hundred fifty grand. I think that's a little bit. I, I think that I, I absolutely he deserves more, right? But why didn't he take the fight against Nganu? Because he wants $50 million. I think that's a bad idea, John, personally. Anyways, the other thing that John Jones um, is doing right now is, I mean, he's saying that, like, he's doing this for younger fighters. He's holding out for the younger fighters. Now, John, you're not doing it for the younger fighters. Let's just be honest here, okay? You're, you're just not. How does one person holding out for $50 million help out the younger fighters at all? Because here's what's going to happen, right? 
if any of the younger fighters, the new talent that come into the UFC, hold out for money, they're going to get cut. They're going to need to find new place to work real quick. So you're not helping younger fighters by what you're doing. You're just not because Dana White is not going to deal with it. Right. Also, the money that you make isn't going to the younger fighters. You're taking it for yourself. You want $50 million. You're going to take out of other people's paychecks by wanting that $50 million. You see the problem here? So in saying that he's helping the younger fighters, he's trying to teach them what to do when an authoritative figure you know, tells you, no, no, you can't have this amount of money. It's not helping anybody else out except yourself. And you're certainly not going to get other people paid through your actions. Because if people follow in your footsteps and they're not as popular, they're gone. They're gone just like that. Col say Colby Covington, right? Before he became this huge heel persona, he was told that he was going to get cut by the UFC. What if he said, all right, I'm going to hold out. You know, I'm going to hold out for more money. You know what I mean? Like, and this is assuming that they never had the conversation about getting cut, right? So like, let's say Colby Covington just comes in and he decimates one guy and he says, I want more money. You think he's going to get another fight? Because he has a contract. And nobody knows who he is. But if he holds out for more money, is he going to get it? No, he's not. He's going to have to go to Bellator, One Championship, Ryzen, PFL. He's going somewhere else. All right. So, John, what you're doing is not helping any other UFC fighters. In my personal opinion, I think, uh, I think you know, he's doing it because he, he wants more money. He's not doing it to help younger fighters. Just say you're doing it because you want more money, John. Like, we're fine with that. We know why you're doing it. We know everybody wants to get paid more. I want to get paid more. The guy down the street wants to get paid more. Everybody wants to be paid more. You could come out and say, I just want to be paid more. This is what I think I'm worth. Fine. But you make yourself look like an ass when you try to say that you're doing it for other people because you're not. It doesn't affect anybody else except for yourself. It's okay to be selfish. I'm not, I'm never going to criticize a fighter for asking for more money, right? I'm not, I'm not criticizing John for asking more money. Uh, I'm criticizing his belief in thinking that asking for $50 million is going to help anybody else out except for him because it's not. That's what I'm criticizing. And personally, I don't think John Jones is going to get paid 50 million by the UFC. I don't think he's going to. I don't think, I, I mean, Connor only makes five. Now, that might be because he's taking a pay cut because he wants to fight. But, John, that's just the times we live in. You just got a $10 million contract and you said no. I want more than that. I want five times as much as you offered me. For fight's sake, I want to see Ngannou versus Jones more than I want to see Ngannou versus Lewis, right? I think we all want to see that fight more. So just say yeah to the, to the $10 million deal, John, because you're going to get the pay-per-view money off of that. You're going to probably make $50 million because I'm going to watch it. But now I'm not going to watch it because you're not fighting. You're holding out. 
So now I can't watch the fight. I can't get you paid. I can't help you as a fan. I can't help you as a fan get what you're worth. Because in essence, we as fans, if you tune in to watch a fighter, you're supporting that fighter. You're giving them a pay-per-view buy. Typically, you buy the card for the main event. And those people in the main event get the pay-per-view bonus. They make a percentage off of how many people watch that, that card. So you are now preventing yourself from making that money. You're preventing me from helping you out. So I can't do anything. I can't, I can't, I can't watch the fight. And, and, and show the UFC, like we as fans can't show the UFC that we want to see this fight because they didn't make it because John Jones wants to be paid more for other fighters, which makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Lewis is ready right now to fight, and he's going to take that fight. When Nganu says yes, because Nganu just said no, and that's a whole different story. I mean, I think the UFC needs a policy change, uh, in my opinion. And I am literally just saying this because I watched Chael Sonnen's video on it, and I agree with what Chael says to an extent. Um, Lewis is ready right now. He can jump in right now. So Jones clearly doesn't know, like, what's what's happening here you know what i mean i think he's a little bit clouded in his judgment i think he's i think he's just trying to seem like the bigger man he's trying to seem like the guy who's doing this for better things for 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 the good of of fighters and 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 you you're actually hurting you're hurting the fans because the fans don't get to see the fight you're hurting Nganu, who doesn't get the fight because it's a big fight. He would get a big payday. I'm sure he wants a big payday. He deserves a big payday because nobody wants to fight him. Now that he's champ, everybody wants to fight him. And he deserves to rack up dollars because he's a scary guy. And he's improved dramatically since his last losses. So you want to help a younger fighter out, take the Nganu fight. Help out Nganu. Get him paid if you really want to help out younger fighters. Take a fight. Just my opinion. John Jones is not a coward. John Jones is not a wuss. But John Jones is incorrect in saying that this is going to help other people. Because it's not. It's just going to help himself, which is fine. Admit it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so McGregor and Poirier 3 just got announced for July. Um, I need your guys' help um, because I feel not as interested in this fight as I was the last, and I don't know why that is. I don't know why I was more interested in McGregor before he lost to Poirier than after. Be because he's lost before. McGregor's lost before. He's lost to Khabib. He's lost to Nate. He's lost to Joe Duffy. Um He's had a couple losses before. This isn't the first time we've seen him on the other end of of a win, right? So why am I not as interested now? Does that, is anybody on the same boat as me? I just don't feel as drawn towards this fight as I should. Maybe that's because it's not a title fight. But should it be a title fight? No, I don't think it should be a title fight. 
um, I, I don't know why I'm not as interested in this fight because Conor McGregor is the biggest draw in the sport and he's still one of the biggest draws in the sport. Did the loss from Poirier take out from his stock or is that just me as, as my own, from my own individual opinion? Am I alone in this? Please let me know because I don't know if it's, it, it, I mean, obviously there's nothing I can do about controlling my own interest in things, but I, I feel like I should be a little bit more interested in this fight. Um, now, maybe that's because it's in July and it's so far away. Um, it's two months away, which, I mean, it does feel like a while. Um, a fight camp does take a while um, when, when, when things are just announced to when they actually happen. It's a long process. Now, maybe sometime from now until the fight, I will be more interested. But right now, I don't think I am. Uh, because I do think that Dustin Poirier is the champion, and I think this should be a title fight, but it's not a title fight. But I don't think that's the reason I'm not interested in it. I'm just a little bit confused, so maybe you guys can can comment or send me a message and, and tell me maybe your opinion on the on on this fight being made. Um, if you're interested in it, if you think this is the biggest, if one one of the biggest fights that are being that are happening right now, um, I, I just don't think so. Um, the card is big because you got Chandler, no Chandler and Oliveira is on Leon Edwards and uh, Nate Diaz, which I don't know why that that fight got made either, but that's that's another topic. Um, I, I, it's, I would think that in a Conor McGregor card, they're not going to build it up with like, they're not going to stack it up with talent, um, because it's Conor. Um, all you need to do is throw Conor on the card and just throw whoever else in there. You don't need to make it a three title fight card. Um, obviously they did that once with McGregor at MSG with Eddie Alvarez. That was different because New York, uh, never had an MMA event up until that point. And of course, you know, go big or go home, at least from what the UFC saw, and they knocked it out of the park. Good on them. Um, but is it because, now back to what I was saying now, is it because McGregor lost that people just aren't as interested as him? Or, I'm sorry, people aren't as interested as they were in him as before? Because I was very interested on number two. Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor too. I was very into that fight. And I was shocked to see that McGregor got knocked out. Screamed at like 1 a.m. You can ask my friend Brandon. I was screaming. I was like, holy crap. Conor McGregor just got knocked out. What the hell is happening? Now, does that translate into me not being as interested in Conor anymore because he got knocked out? I don't know. That It's a little bit confusing to me as to why I don't care as much about this fight as I did the last one. Because, I mean, it might have been because Connor lost. I don't know. I would love to hear what you guys have to say about it, um, just so I'm, that maybe I can figure it out for myself, because I'm a little bit lost. Um, I should be interested in this fight, because I know that if Connor wins, and he might, I mean, he really just, he might go out there and dust Dustin, no pun intended. He might go out there and demolish him. I think if that happens, the fire comes back, at least for me. But I still feel like, I still feel like that. I, I don't know if it was because he got knocked out. Maybe it's, maybe it's because he's not talking as much trash. 
because I know a lot of fans think he's not as interesting anymore because he's being nice. Honestly, the one reason that I liked Connor in the first place, why I got into the sport, is because of Connor and TJ Dillashaw, both for the same reasons, because of the way they strike. And it's the same reason that I like Israel Adesanya right now as a, as a Muay Thai student, as a student of the game of kickboxing and Muay Thai. I just love striking. So I love Connor because he's got amazing striking. Israel Adesanya has amazing striking. This is why I gravitate more towards these guys. Um, now, I, I do like grapplers, too. Obviously, I love Khabib. You know, I love a lot of different fighters uh, that are that are more grappling oriented. I love Colby Covington, unpopular opinion. But I just don't know why, because I've always only liked Connor for his striking. Uh, trash talk, obviously, he's hilarious, right? I mean, I love watching him talk shit on people. Um, that is all just a bonus to me. The reason why I like him is because of his striking. Now, maybe now that I mention it, maybe it is because he got knocked out because he shouldn't have gotten knocked out, at least in my opinion, because he's a way better striker than Dustin. Now, the inactivity obviously played a role. Um, but yeah, I just, I can't put my finger on why this fight has kind of dipped in interest, at least for me. Um, but yeah, maybe you guys can help me out with that. Now, another thing about this fight is that Dustin Poirier took this fight over a title fight with Oliveira. And that, I think, hurts the competitiveness of the sport, in my opinion. Because you should want the title fight over a money fight. But that's kind of the UFC's fault, isn't it? You think they offered Dustin the same amount of money to fight Oliveira than they did to fight McGregor? No. No, there's no way they did there's no way they did that, right? Am I like they they wouldn't have paid him Connor like as much as he would have been paid to fight Connor to fight Oliveira. So with that being said, it is the UFC's fault that this hurts the competitiveness of the of the division of the sport because you have now incentivized fighters to seek out a money fight rather than a title fight because you're paying somebody more for a non-title fight. This isn't obviously this isn't the first time it's happened. Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz, for example. Those two got paid, right? They got I think Nate made 2 mil and then 5 mil and Conor made 5 and then 10. Um but that that was a little bit different because Conor went up in weight and Conor um has previously been beaten by Diaz to to the point where he wanted to rematch and he wanted to run it back, etc. Um, I do believe that um, th th it will start to hurt the sport a little bit. You will see more pe uh, people uh, hold out or you know try to get the big money fight rather than the the fight that we want to see. I mean, essentially, MMA is just going to start becoming boxing, <laughs> which that's not going to be fun. Uh, that's going to suck if that starts to happen. Um, but you can't incentivize you – can't, you can't keep doing that. You can't keep incentivizing these fighters who are clearly world-class. Dustin Poirier deserves to be champion. He should have a belt around his waist right now as we speak. The title fight should not be Oliveira versus Chandler. I don't think either one of those guys should be fighting for the title. I think it should be Dustin versus Gaethje. That's just my personal opinion. And when you have Dustin, who is this guy who is on the cusp of a champion – like. 
the championship is everything to a guy when they first start out. Same for Dustin. And then Conor McGregor comes out, and you know what? Wow, I'm making a lot more money fighting Conor. I'm getting a lot more notoriety. And I'm not saying that's Dustin's fault at all. I would I would do the same thing. Absolutely. I would absolutely do the same thing. You would too. And you would be lying if you said otherwise. If you got that Conor fight, you're taking that fight. You better take that fight. Because if you don't, you're missing out on money. And money is what makes the <laughs> what makes these fighters tick. Money is very important to these fighters. Um, and honestly, uh, you know, I, I think that it should be more incentivized to be a title challenger. I think you should make more money because you're probably going to see Oliveira only make a couple hundred thousand dollars in a title fight. That I don't think that's cool. You know, like I don't think that is at all cool. But, you know, with that being said, it's all the UFC's fault, right? There's no it's it's not the fighter's fault. It's the UFC's. So, yeah, just let me know what you guys think about this, this, this Connor fight, because I'm a little bit dumbfounded. I don't know how to feel. There's a lot going on here, but none of it is Dustin Poirier's fault. Whole lot of bullshit happening in the welterweight division right now. Uh, Kamaru Usman and Jorge is happening two weeks from now. Uh, right now it's Friday as I'm recording this. So tomorrow, two weeks from that point, which hopefully the episode will be up by that point, the fight will be happening, right? Um, now, I don't think this fight should have been made. But Jorge is the biggest draw in the like one of the biggest draws in the UFC right now, right? So it's hard not to give him that fight. And he did save the UFC's ass by taking this fight on I think it was seven days notice or ten days notice. And I mean he really helped out the UFC in that regard. And I think that he does deserve a title shot as well. I just wish I would have seen Colby Covington get that title shot first because I do think Colby Covington does deserve a title shot. Right. Um, and I know a lot of people hate Colby Covington. I personally like Colby Covington cause I know it's all an act and I know he's just being a dick just because he wants to get people angry. Like I know why he's doing it. So it's, it's hard not for me not to like the guy knowing that he's just being a character. Um, and as a pro wrestling, as a former pro wrestling fan, I mean, I'm just a fan of the guy. I think he does deserve the fight, but I also think Jorge does deserve the fight too, strictly because he saved the UFC and he really didn't get a fair amount of time to train for the fight. Um, and that is a kind of reasonable excuse. Doesn't mean the result is going to change, though. It doesn't mean the fight is going to be any different. And I actually think that Jorge taking this fight um, is a huge slap in the face from Jorge to Colby. Because it's like, this is your fight. This was your fight to have, and now it's mine. It's like, you were just living off my couch when we were both training at AT&T. You decided to be a dickhead to me and, and, and say all this stuff about me online. Now, it is an act. I get that. But still, from Jorge's position, I do understand why he, he doesn't like Colby. Like, he slept, uh, Colby slept on his couch, and now he's dissing him whenever chance he, he can get, you know? And it could be all an act. Who knows? But still. 
right? I think that it is a big slap in the, in the face from Jorge to Colby and also from the UFC to Colby, you know? Because, um, I mean, Colby is a draw. At this point, he is a draw. He is a character. Uh, he, he, does, he does bring in the bank. He does come to fight. Um, but Colby is actually settled in being a backup for this fight. Now, I mean, wouldn't it be crazy if Kamaru Usman got injured and we got to see Covington versus Jorge Masvidal, or we got to see Usman versus Covington 2? I hope it doesn't happen that way because I think if we see Covington-Usman 2 on short notice, Usman's going to get the better of Colby. And I would love to see Colby make this into a trilogy because these two fight when, when these two fight it's magic right the last fight was so good and it was so close until the end um did get stopped a little early yes but still i mean kamara Usman was was messing him up he was cracking him with some good good shots good hard shots um and, and colby was definitely in survival mode at the end i mean he he sprawled in for the takedown at the end and that's when usman started hitting the, hitting him with those pop shots to the side of the head uh, while he was sprawled out, and that's when the referee jumped and uh, and stopped the fight. Um, but I mean, I mean, it's just a lot of a lot of bullshit happening in this division. I mean, you got Kamar, you got Kamaru Usman telling Colby to be more active, yet he's taking a fight with a guy who hasn't fought in a year. I mean, he has Jorge has, has not fought since Usman has fought Jorge. And Usman is trying to tell Colby, you need to be more active. Colby is more active than Masvidal to this point right now. Because the last fight Colby had was against Tyron, and that was more recent than when Masvidal had the fight with Usman. So it's a little bit stupid to say that. I love Usman. I, I, I'm not hating on Usman. He's one of my favorite fighters. I'm just saying he's wrong to say, you need to show me more activity. Because Colby is more active. Now Colby came back at him on on Twitter, I think, and you know called him and said exactly what I what I was saying to you. He's right. He's right about that. Now he called him a bitch and all this other stuff. Colby is right in saying that he's more active than Jorge, than Jorge, and that is backwards for Usman to say you need to be more active because again, Colby fought more recently than jorge did jorge held out for the title fight and he got it because he's a draw so just just say that you gave jorge the fight because he's the draw and you want to make another payday but also there's the element of jorge deserves the fight because he saved the card last year which i mean you have to kind of give him his chance because he saved the card he put i mean he put a title shot because he was getting a title shot soon anyway at the point of where he took the fight against Usman on short notice, he was going to get a title fight eventually because he was on the cusp uh, of a title fight since he knocked out Ben and then went on to fight Diaz. He was going to get a title fight because he was just, he was surging by that point. So he took that momentum out from his sails to save a card. And he's a little bit older of a fighter these days. He's like, 36 37 and when you're that age you're only going to get like one title shot and he did it on short short notice because he wanted to to fight he thought he could win and he saved the card so i do think you owe it to jorge to give him an, one chance one actual chance you get a camp 
Okay, because Camaro had a camp. I do believe that's a thing. But I also think Colby deserves the next title fight. Okay, so let's hope Colby does get the fight after Jorge Masvidal and Kamaru Usman goes down. Because I don't want to see Kamaru fight Colby just for Colby's sake. Because I think Colby should, you know, have like a camp for the fight. Just because he's such a good fighter. Like, I want to see the two best fighters on the night fight it out when they when they fight again. I don't want somebody to take it on short short notice or anything like that. So let's hope Colby gets the fight next. But that being said, you got Gilbert Burns and Thompson and Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz happening as well. And Colby's just sitting out. You got two big welterweight fights coming up. Leon Edwards and Diaz doesn't make too much sense in all honesty, in my opinion. I don't think the winner of that fight should get a title shot, but they fucking might. I mean, they just might get that title shot, right? Like, you, you don't think if Nate Diaz beats Leon Edwards, you think you, you, you think Nate isn't going to get a title shot? I think he's going to get a title shot. And then you have Gilbert Burns versus Thompson. Let's say there's a big knockout in that fight. Let's say Thompson knocks out Burns, right? who just challenged for the for the title. I would want to give Thompson a, a title shot too. So now you have you you held out for a as Colby, you held you hold out for a fight thinking that I'm definitely next, right? I have to be next by this point. It, it's got to be me, right? I'm worried that it's not because you got these two fights lined up. And something big could happen, and they could get the title fight. And Colby will just be sitting out again. Now let's say Jorge Masvidal loses. Best best case scenario, Jorge Masvidal loses. Somebody else gets to fight, and Colby gets to fight. Masvidal gets that big payday, and then gets to fight for the title. So let's hope it works out like that if he doesn't get the next title fight. Because I think Colby needs to have a title fight soon. I think that should be worked out. Um, so, I mean, there's just a lot of moving parts to this to this welterweight division now which is a good thing but i think in this case it's a bad thing because colby does deserve the fight in my opinion i'm not saying that you know i love colby to death and oh i think he's such a good guy i just think he deserves the fight i i and i think that's true i think people would agree with me so this is gonna be a little bit of a hot take um, my favorite division right now, and the one that I think is the most hot, the most on fire, is the bantamweight division. Um, and I'm just going to go down the rankings real quick of people in the bantamweight division that are interesting. You got the champ, Sterling, who a lot of people don't like. I get it. Still an interesting guy, right? Interesting fighter. Really good fighter. You got Peter Young. You got Sanhagen. You got Rob Font. You got Cody Garbrandt, you got Jose Aldo, you got Marlon Marias, you got Frankie Edgar, you got Pedro Munoz, you got Dominic Cruz, you got Cody Stammen, who's a, a big up-and-comer, Kyler Phillips, who I love, I love Kyler Phillips, yo, shout out Kyler Phillips, uh, he's cool as hell, um, Marlon Vera, and one guy not even on this list, TJ Dillashaw. Okay, that's the big name coming back, right? TJ Dillashaw. 
I'm so excited to see TJ Dillashaw come back. Granted, he took steroids. I get it. I, I started watching this sport because of TJ striking. I started training because I saw him fighting Henan Burrell back in the day. I saw him fight Dominic Cruz when I started fighting train like 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 started actually training. His striking is so so clean, right? I mean, there's and you got Sean O'Malley as well, who's the next big thing in MMA. In my opinion, I mean, who knows if he's going to live up to the hype, right? I mean, anything could happen. He already lost to Marlon Vera, who I think rightfully beat him. He got calf kicked. It happens. You're going to lose sometimes, right? Not everybody's got that O except for Khabib, which makes him, I mean, just so special, right? Um, now, I mean, with that being said, you got – it's just on fire. There's From top to bottom, there's talent in that division. And they move so fast, and they're so fun to watch, right? Cody Garbrandt is fun to watch. Aldo is fun to watch. Sandhagen is very fun to watch. TJ is fun to watch. Cruz, I love watching Cruz. I love watching Peter Yan. There's just so many people in the bantamweight division that have substance. Same thing with the lightweight division. I can say the same thing, right? But now that Khabib's gone, I think bantamweight takes the cake. Am I right? Am I wrong? Let me know. This is just my opinion. But there is tons of talent. Not to mention, Henry Cejudo might be coming back. Might. Might. I understand he's clout chasing on Instagram. That's his thing, right? I'm not... I First of all, I don't, I don't criticize him for clout chasing. Smart. Get a following. Because then you'll get paid when you come back. I think he's I think he's making a move towards a comeback. I think that's why he's talking so much. He wouldn't waste time just to like play around, you know what I mean? He's trying to kick up interest. He's trying to get a big a bigger a little bit bigger of a payday. Right? I mean Henry Cejudo is very interesting. I love I love watching his cringeworthy stuff. I mean, there's just so many characters in in the in the Bantamweight division. Right, you got big fights coming up too. You got San Hagen and TJ, which I think is made. I think that fight is made, or or it's in the process of being made right now. But that's so that fight is so interesting, so interesting because San Hagen is a sick striker, but TJ is a sick striker as well. TJ is one of the best strikers in the UFC, if not the best in the UFC, minus Israel Adesanya, in my opinion. TJ's striking is really fucking good. He did get knocked out by Henry Cejudo in the first round. Glancing shot. He moved down in weight. It's going to happen when you cut weight. You're going to be more susceptible to those kind of glancing shots, right? Not taking anything away from Henry. He beat him fair and square. Absolutely. TJ was a sore loser about that. But I still think that TJ is the be- one of the best strikers in the UFC, in my opinion. Um now, I mean, you, with all of these interesting characters being said in the bantamweight division, I think it's the most hot division in the UFC currently. I mean, I'm still interested in Dominic Cruz, and he's not even the 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 the, the champ anymore, right? And you got so many contenders. I mean, everybody I just named off is is a is a title contender, and any fight that you make in the bantamweight division is going to be interesting. Right, I could just throw two names together. Right, Jose Aldo and Dominic Cruz. I would watch that. Right, Kyler Phillips 
and Merab Davashili, or whatever that guy's name is. Interesting fight. Kyler Phillips versus Marlon Vera. Marlon Vera versus Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz versus Sean O'Malley. Pedro Munoz versus Marlon Marias. Cody Garbrandt versus Marlon Marias. Cody Garbrandt versus Jose Aldo. Corey Sanhagen versus Cody Garbrandt. TJ versus Aldo. TJ versus Marias. Peter Yan versus Cody Garbrandt. Aljamain Sterling versus Rob Font. Aljamain Sterling versus Aldo. Aljamain Sterling versus TJ. Aljamain versus Yan too. All of these fights are interesting. Every single one of them. And that's why I think it's the best division in the sport right now. Definitely the most on fire. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for me here today. If you liked the episode, uh, this is the first one I did. So thanks for checking it out. Uh, give it a share. Share it to some friends. Tell tell people about it because uh, I love doing this. I love talking about MMA. Uh, I do have a couple ideas that I want to pitch to you guys. Um, one of them being I would love to have you guys send in voice messages that I can answer. I can answer questions about anything regarding MMA. I mean, fantasy MMA matchups, who's my favorite fighter, you know, whatever you guys got. Uh, if you want to debate one of the topics that I talked about and say why I'm wrong, please do. I mean, I very much welcome that. Uh, another segment that I would like to do is I follow this page on Instagram called Casual MMA Police, and they just post, like, people – commenting like dumb things about fighters that just aren't true like saying oh conor mcgregor oh he never was a champion ever he sucks at, at striking he got knocked out by poor like whatever you know what i mean i mean these people think they're that they're smart like they're just trying to look smart by saying these very dumb things and i would love to just expose them on this show and and, and <laughs> any conversations that you guys have with uh casual mma fans you're welcome to share with me as well. Cause I mean, they're, they are just a different breed of people. Um, they, they will just die by the sword that, that they fight with, even though they're completely wrong in the arguments they make. Um, but I do get into a lot of arguments online with these people. So I would love to do a segment where I'm covering the conversations that I'm having with these guys and would love to hear yours. And maybe I could even cover the conversations you guys have with, with, with casual MMA fans. Cause I mean, they're hilarious. I mean, I, I love looking at the comments that some of them make. Right. Um, so yeah, let me know what you guys think of that. Send me some voice messages, give the, give the podcast a share. It'd be much appreciated. Thank you so much for checking out the first episode. I will see you next time.